The FTSE 100 is down a huge amount since its pre-COVID-19 high. And that is already after having regained a huge amount of momentum since its lows during COVID-19. Should you invest in FTSE 100? Well, stay tuned to this video to find out. Hi guys, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast, where we're all about helping you become financially free so you can focus on what you really want from life. Today's video is all about the FTSE 100 and whether you should invest in it. It is as at 13th of September, still down 21% from its pre-COVID-19 high. And that's after already having increased 20% since its lows during COVID-19. So should we invest in it? Big question, right? I'm getting this from a lot of people at the moment because they're seeing it as a bargain. And there's two main reasons why a lot of people are talking about it, thinking about it, deciding whether to invest in it. First one is it is low relative to the S&P 500 right now. The S&P 500 has already gone back to its pre-COVID-19 highs. So when you look at the two next to each other, you think the FTSE 100 is discounted. So let's address that first. Well, let's look at how these two stock markets are different. Well, for a lot of people, they initially think, well, the S&P 500 is representative of the US market and the FTSE 100 is representative of the UK market. And that is true to a small extent. There is a geographical bias. But the reality is these two stock, market, stock markets are full of international companies. They make money from all over the world. So they're much more influenced by geographical, ge sorry, global influences rather than what's going on in those specific countries. Number two, they are the largest companies that are listed in these markets. The FTSE 100 is the top 100 listed companies. So again, a lot of the smaller companies are ones that are going to have a much stronger bias to that particular country, right? So the FTSE 250, those lower ones, or maybe the AIM market, they're going to be much more influenced by what's going on in the UK. And the same with the US with lower value listed companies. The next thing is to think about, all right, well, what actually makes up these, uh, these stock markets? If you look at the US stock market, the S&P 500, it has a much higher share in technology firms. So 28% of the S&P 500 are in fact technology firms. And they did really well during COVID-19. In fact, they've been doing really well for quite some time. Amazon, Google, Apple, all of these types of companies are absolutely killing it right now. And so when you look at the S&P 500 relative to the FTSE 100, part of that is because it is a much bigger focus on technology. 
if you stripped out technology, you would see a completely different picture. So effectively, you're kind of investing more in technology if you invest in the S&P 500 over the FTSE. So what's in the FTSE? What kind of things are there? Well, it's much more banks, okay? Oil and gas, mining companies. And guys, those areas have been doing terribly recently. Banks have been pretty hit from COVID-19. Mining companies, oil and gas, the, the price of oil is very low at the moment. And so they have not been doing well over recent times. So again, another reason why the FTSE 100 is still pretty low. So again, it's not necessarily to do the geographical region, it's more to do what's in those stock market indexes. The next thing to think about is why the FTSE 100? Okay, so when, when I hear people talking about wanting to invest in the FTSE 100, usually it's British people, okay? Most people internationally don't talk about the FTSE 100 about investing in. They usually talk about a global index or a US listed index, right? So therefore, you've got to think, why are you even thinking about the FTSE 100? Well, to answer that question, let me ask you this. If you weren't British, now, forgive me, guys, if you're not from the UK, but a lot of my viewers are. If you weren't British or lived in the UK, or uh, grew up here, would you even be thinking about investing in the FTSE 100? If you lived in the US, if you lived in the rest of Europe, what would you be thinking about investing in? Well, probably for most people, it's either investing in that particular market they're living in or investing in the global market. And most people tend to look at the global or the US if they're not looking at the country they're living in. So if that's the case, do you really want to be investing in the UK? Well, maybe out of patriotism, out of support to the UK, maybe. But personally, if I'm investing, especially in a stock market, that is not my main reason. My main reason is to put my money in somewhere where I think I'm going to make money from it and in a safe way. And personally, I don't think the FTSE 100 is going to do that for me. And I'll come on to why in a little bit. So you've gone and got to think, well, if we're not going to invest in the UK, what do we invest in? Now, personally, there's three main areas I look at. The US, China, and global stock markets. So why each of these? Number one, the US. The US is the world's leading economy. And as a result, it has a huge power that it can leverage. It's able to borrow money much more easily than any other country in the world. The, the world's currency is the dollar, and that has a huge benefit to it. And it is also the largest economy. So there is a lot more drive going through that economy, and that then is manifested in its companies often doing better compared to other companies. And so when you look historically, the US stock market has done way better than other stock markets on the whole. So from a historical point of view, it's done really well. So therefore you would assume going forward, it will also do well. The second one is China. Personally, I think ultimately at some point, China will become the world's leading economy. 
and will be driving the international agenda. Now, you may have strong views on either side around that, but even if you don't know that for certain, I think you should definitely be considering it as a big risk. And that is because the GDP of China has been narrowing against the US. Up to 2016, the GDP, so GDP just basically means the value of the economy, has been widening up until 2006. But ever since 2006, it's been narrowing against the US. And so ultimately, if that keeps narrowing, it will surpass the US and become the world's leading economy. And that comes with a lot of change. And that change could cause huge problems to the US and other economies. So if you're investing just in the US or just in the UK and those changes happen, you could have some real big problems. So investing in China is really good as a protection, as a mitigation against that risk. And also, if you genuinely believe it's going to happen, you would probably do well from it because its companies are more likely to do well and to do even better than they would normally. Third, global stock market. If you don't have a view, if you're not sure what's going to do well in the future, whether it's the US, the UK, China, some other country, it's good to rest in the global economy as a whole or the global stock market. And the best way to do that is through a fund. So when you're actually investing in the stock market, you can buy a particular stock like Apple or Amazon or you can invest in the stock market as a whole. And you do that by what we call an index or a fund that tracks the index. So you put your money into a fund and they take that money and they invest in that stock market as a whole. Well, there are funds for the FTSE 100 or the S&P 500, but there are also funds for the global economy as a whole. And so guys, that is a great place to move into if you're unsure as to what will do well. So then think, right, well, even if you do have a view, how strong are you in that view and how confident are you? So if you think I, the UK is going to do better or the FTSE 100 is going to do better than the global stock market or the US stock market, why are you so sure? Everybody has, not everybody, a lot of people have strong opinions on what they think is going to do well. But bear in mind, you're fighting against people that spend their lifetime doing this job, trying to pick what will do better than everything else. And the reality is the vast majority of people doing this fail against the market. In fact, they do worse. Their performance is worse than the, the, the market as a whole. So if you're if you have way less time and dedication, these people that are doing it professionally, and most of those people don't beat the stock market, why do you think you will beat the stock market? That's not to say you won't, but you've got to have a very strong reason to believe that. The other thing is most things are priced in to the stock market. So if you have a view, but everyone else shares that view, or it's also known, that knowledge is priced in. It's not just about what's, what's happened up to now. It's also the price of something is also factors in what people think will happen 
in the future. So if you do have a view still and you're confident on that and you want to move forward against just investing in something more diversified like the globe as a whole, you really want to be stress testing that. And the best way to do that is to take your view and go find people that have differing views to it. Not the people who agree, the people who disagree. And by getting into debate with those people, they can bring in challenge against that. You can reflect on that and then think, do I still believe in that view? And if you still do, after other people coming in with different arguments and views, then great, you should be a lot more confident that way. But even when you get to that position, I would still recommend only investing a small proportion of your overall funds into something that is specific. Most of your money should be going into something that is diversified or moved into different areas. Because otherwise, if you take your view, say, I think technology is going to do really well, and you put all your money into that, then if it doesn't and you get a different view, then you're risking the whole amount. Lastly, I want to cover off what is your goal? What is your outcome for investing in, say, the FTSE 100? Because you may think the FTSE 100 is undervalued and you're going to make money by putting money into it. But is it really right for what you actually need right now? The stock market is very volatile. It's a wild ride with big ups and downs. So even if in the long run it's going to go up, it may go down before it goes up. It might go down a lot. It might just go down, you know, straight for a bit before it goes up. And if you need access to that money, say in the more medium term, then again, is it right for you? Do you really want to go on that roller coaster for really something that you need access to in a short period of time? Generally speaking, the stock market only reliably produces positive returns if you're investing in kind of 10, 15 years plus. And that's because it has such much, has such volatility. If you look historically, the stock market is produced around 10% in the S&P 500, for example. FTSE a bit lower. But even though it's gone up by on average 10% per year, you'd think, oh, well, you know, some years it's eight, other years it's 12, maybe 13, maybe eight, maybe seven. But no, we're talking plus 20, minus 20. Some years it's gone down kind of 40, 50%. So it's not a nice kind of even flow up. And so if you're looking to invest your money for a short period of time or need to be able to access that money as you go, then you should be thinking about something different. Now, great ways to deal with that is one, taking a proportion of the amount of money that you have and keeping it in something safer like cash or bonds so that even if stocks drop quite substantially, you've got an amount of money that's kept, uh, kept more stable for when you need to take it out. Or if you need to take the whole amount out in, a, in kind of a year or something, then should you really be investing it at all? The last thing you could be consider, consider is portfolio investing. 
And that's where you take a number of different things and you bring them together to create a portfolio, which is basically like a basket of goods. So say you go to the shop, and you're hungry, you could go and you could buy five loaves of bread because you like bread and you're hungry, okay? And you think bread's gonna be the best thing to fill you up. Or you could go and get a whole load of different things so that when you bring it home and you've got your shopping at home, then depending on what you're feeling like each day, you've got access to it. It's kind of like that. Some days, one thing will go up. Other days, another thing will go up. And the idea being that the things that you bring together diversify each other. They hedge each other. So that, so that overall, the portfolio should go up, but it's not too extreme. There aren't situations where everything will go down. If something goes down, you have more likely that something else within your portfolio will go up and therefore you're not going to get such a big volatility within your portfolio. Guys, I hope you found this video helpful. If you did, please do subscribe so you get my videos each week. Let me know if you would like any other content uh, for future videos in the comment section below. Got any questions and feedback on this? I would love to hear your views. Guys, have a great week and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.